I thought to myself about how much I was getting paid and I was like, is this the valuation that my life gets? Because it is worth a lot more than that. And it just, it was very easy to like walk away when I thought about it that way. Hey, it's Julie with It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly, where we highlight voices of leaders in every aspect of the nail industry to share with you career guidance, growth hacks, and hilarious stories. Whether you're a licensed nail pro or a nail enthusiast, there's room for all of us to build fulfilling careers, so stick around to learn and laugh. Welcome back to another episode of It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly, and today we have Maz Hannah here, and she is the CEO of Nailing Hollywood and the founder of Maz Hannah Skincare. So quite a lot going on. We're so gonna, excited to be here. Yes, we're going to dig into your story. I'm so excited to hear everything, but thank you for coming on today. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and such a fan of the podcast. So this is a really exciting moment for me. That's awesome to hear. For anybody who doesn't know, how about you tell us first what Nailing Hollywood is? Sure. So Nailing Hollywood is an agency that represents um, nail stylists that specialize in celebrity, red carpet, editorial, um, and also content creators. And, you know, we are a boutique agency, you know, in addition to all of the, you know, negotiation, artist contracts and bookings and things like that, and just overall talent management, we also now have the capacity to do, you know, branding and design for brands that are involved in the skin and nail care world, which we're super excited about. That's awesome. Yeah. How did Nailing Hollywood come to be? So Nailing Hollywood was founded... Um, a little over 10 years ago by Jenna Hip, who is an amazing manicurist. She's been doing nails for a very long time. She's not so much in that world anymore, but she, you know, working on set and doing the editorial stuff that she was doing, she had representation from different agencies and just felt that manicurists weren't treated very well on set. Like we didn't have that same level of respect that like the hair and makeup and everybody else had, they were told to like stick their bag in that corner over there and like crouch under a table and do the work, which of course happens every now and then everybody in the glam world but you know she was really dedicated to making the nail industry better for manicurists especially in that onset world so she decided since she wasn't getting that at the agencies that represented her that she was going to set out to create her own so she founded nailing hollywood with her business partner vanessa guayley and they started it it's been really great ever since and then i took the agency over about my goodness almost four years ago And it's been really amazing to just continue this legacy that they've built. Yeah. No, it's incredible, too, because, you know, as a nail tech, there's, again, really bad treatment of nail techs in the editorial world. Um, And to just have some an agency that's totally on your side and represents you as an equal to instead of when you're with hair and makeup and stuff like that and you're all being represented, sometimes, you know, we get the short end of the stick. So. Yeah. To feel like it's, it's not good. And, you know, I think, you know, my personal commitment and something I feel so passionately about is just making the nail industry a better place for everyone, like everyone. And I think that, you know, in this position that we're in being able to be involved with such incredibly talented people, this is just like one small step in the right direction of where we need to take things. Absolutely. So how did you get into this business? Like where was your intro for it? (laughs) Well, I worked in advertising for many years. I was living in New York. I lived there for almost 15 years. And my husband and I were just kind of sick of the New York grind, wanted to come to California. We loved it here. Same story here. (laughs) Right. Are you from New Jersey? Yeah. Well, I grew up in like the border of New York, New Jersey. Okay. And I just couldn't, you know, you're 18, you move to the city. And then I was in Hoboken for a while. Yeah. And I couldn't, I was like, I need 
nice weather yep. and a slower pace. There was like a polar <laughs> vortex for like three years in a row on my birthday. My birthday is January 7th. And I was like, I can get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I grew up in Philly, lived in New York, like did the advertising thing and, you know, had a really successful career doing that. And I had a great opportunity to help a New York agency open up their office in LA. And I, you know, thought it was my dream job. So they moved us out here and, you know, we got an awesome little spot in Santa Monica with our two cats. And it ended up being a really challenging, situation for me. I mean, I, I did it for two years and I'm really proud of all the things I accomplished when I was at that agency. I was a creative director. Oh, nice. Um, focused on copywriting. And then it kind of all came crashing down. I had a really, you know, brutal client who, you know, I'm going to just be very honest. I had a mental health crisis, essentially. Yeah. I had a nervous breakdown and I just could not handle the stress anymore. It was around the clock. And people always say like, well, you have your own businesses now. Like, isn't that stressful? And it is. It's it's stress that I'm excited to have because it's all coming from a good place. It's all positive energy that's flowing. And that's really what stress is, is just energy. And instead of it having me a lot of negative energy where it was when I was in that world, it's all positive now. So I was flying back from a client meeting in San Francisco, and on that flight home is when I had this breakdown, essentially. I passed out. I you know, started taking my dress off. I vomited, oh and it was gosh. a very scary situation yeah. where like, flight attendants had to get involved. And you and don't even know what's happening. No, but, yeah. and I was like mortified. I was so embarrassed. It's like I have been you know, together, I guess you can say, quote, together, <laughs> like my whole life, you know? And it was like, holy shit, like things are really going to change for me. So I got home and my husband sat me down and he's like, you can't do this anymore. It's not worth the money. Like you need to leave this industry. It is going to kill you. And I, I knew he was right. I decided that I was going to start over. The things that I've been the most passionate about, I'm getting emotional telling the story, were crystals and nails. And I thought, how can I bring these two things together that I love so much? And it was a very easy decision for me to leave my job. I will easy. I mean, there was a lot of sacrifices that I made to do that along the way, but I gave my notice. I went to school, learned how to do nails. I got my crystal healing certification and then I left my job about four months later. I'd given them a lot of notice and yeah, I was starting my new life following my passion. Yeah. Everybody thought I was nuts. (laughs) But that's what you need to do. And and so many people are so scared to make that jump, but you get to a point and you got to that point where you just cannot deal with it anymore. No, you just know it's not. And I've been in situations like that where I'm like, is this worth my life? Because I don't, this isn't a life. That is exactly how I felt. I thought to myself about how much I was getting paid. And I was like, is this the valuation that my life gets? Because it is worth a lot more than that. And it just, it was very easy to like walk away when I thought about it that way. So you started doing nails, you got your license, your crystal healing. So that's when the magic started to happen. So, and, and there is, I have to acknowledge the privilege built into the story because things came together for me very quickly compared to a lot of people who spent many years trying to get the opportunities on set. So I do want to recognize that. I do like to think because I worked hard my whole life and sacrificed so much that the universe was kind of looking out for me. But I left my advertising job. I had been working on a business plan to open a salon. I wanted to open a salon that catered to women like myself who were overworked, didn't have a lot of time because nails have always been a passion of mine. Like this, this is a very important detail. Like I taught myself how to do acrylics when I was in middle school. I was like, yeah, like, cause I wanted it. Like we couldn't afford to get it done. So I'm like, I gotta learn. 
my mom took me to Sally and I got all this stuff and there I was doing acrylics. But yeah, I've always just been super into nails. And even when I was living in New York, I used to go to this really cool nail studio where like I used to, you know, sketch out exactly what I wanted on every nail and I'd show up and they would like recreate it. It would take forever. It was awesome. (laughs) And nails were my thing. And everybody at work would be like, oh, what do you have? Like, you know, this week it was so fun. So I had become friends with a woman who worked at the nail salon down the street, actually right around the corner from here. I used to live over on Cloverdale and she would come to my house and do my nails at night after the salon closed. And that's where I kind of, I got this idea of like opening the salon that catered to women that was open really late. I wanted to be open at six o'clock in the morning. I wanted to have services that were infused with crystals and just this beautiful, relaxing environment. So I started working on that. And then, you know, a friend of mine who lived in New York and managed musicians had reached out because he had an artist who was coming to LA for a photo shoot and he needed someone to just be an assistant for the day. So he asked if I could do that. So I picked this woman up, take her to set and you know, there's big production and Jenna hip was there doing the nails and she complimented me on my nails and we had a really nice exchange. And then when the artist went to set, Jenna was like, you know, what's your deal? You've got these fabulous nails, but you're not a manicurist. I can tell you're not an assistant. Like, I feel like there's a story here. And I told her my story. I was like, up until a few days ago, I was a creative director at an advertising agency. And now I'm going to open a nail salon. And she was like, have you ever thought about doing like celebrity and editorial nails? And I really hadn't, but she and I spent the whole day together talking, getting to know each other. And it was like wild how we both felt like the universe brought us together. We just clicked. And I met with her and her business partner like a week or two after that. And I got representation by the agency. And then I started working with really amazing high profile clients. It was really cool. That's an awesome story. Do you still do nails now? So I don't really do nails. I'm I'm too involved with the business side of things, evolving Nailing Hollywood. I also have a one-year-old son who is my whole world, and it's really hard for me to, you know, be away from him. (laughs) So I don't actively take clients, but, you know, I am, of course, nails are my life. You know, I live and breathe them. So every day I'm still working in the industry. It's just not with clients. Absolutely. And that's just a natural path that you know, your career takes usually as a nail tech. I feel like there's a certain point where you get to an area where you just expand your expertise in different ways, you know? Yeah, totally. And it's so nice to help other people build their careers and to identify emerging talent and help elevate them and and get them opportunity. Like that feels so good. Like one of my favorite things that I loved about when I worked in advertising was being a manager and like helping develop talent, you know, like I never wanted to like be someone's boss. I always wanted to help mentor and like take care of people and take them under my wing. So it's nice to be able to do that now, um, in the nail world. So fulfilling. It is. It really, really is. So on that note, if a nail tech is looking for representation, what tips would you give them in finding an agency? Like what do agencies look for? You know, here's the thing is, is I feel like with nail techs, it's tricky to navigate that. And I think that the industry, meaning like this editorial celebrity world is so focused on hair, styling, makeup, all that, that they... They make it very clear and easy on what you need to do for a portfolio in that world. But when it comes to nails, it's not so simple. So we actually just launched a new website for Nailing Hollywood where we have like a portfolio submission form on there. And it just is like questions that will guide the artist to submit themselves. 
So I would say things that we look for is very strong work, like the level of detail, um, how clean the manicure is. I will say one thing that does not matter to us is your following, like how many people follow you. Of course, if you want to get into content creation, that's a whole different world. But if you're just looking to do on set work, it's other things are more important. There's that. Also, personality is everything. No ego. Like I had mentioned, Nailing Hollywood is a boutique agency. We're small. And it's really important to us that we have people that come into the mix who kind of add to that vibe. We're all very tight-knit there. And just preserving the beautiful culture that we've cultivated with our artists is something that, you know, we just take into consideration when bringing in new artists. But I'd say if you're somebody who's interested and wants to explore that world, like for sure, I mean, head to our nailinghollywood.com and go to the submit a portfolio yeah. and enter your info. <laughs> Plus we just love to connect with artists, you know, yeah, it's great to meet new people. Oh, and it, so you do content creation too. What yes. do you mean by that? Or- so we have artists who are just fully focused on content creation. So one of our artists who's so amazing is hung Win. she's the hang at it on Instagram. Um, she does all content creation. So we work with brands to get her contracts, to bring in um, sponsorships. She actually just wrote an amazing, amazing nail art deck that I believe launches today that's being published with Chronicle Books. So like helping manage their content creation careers. Mm. We also have another artist who we're working with who's newer, Sansung Kim. Sansung Nails is her Instagram. But she's so amazing and So when it comes to content creation, what I'm referring to really is just like helping secure those opportunities with brands to get paid to create content for them. I love that. Yeah. Do you do UGC content too where they don't have to post it or? Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of brands send us stuff for free. And like, to be honest, we post about things that we like. If we get something that we don't love, we probably won't talk about it. We're not going (laughs) to sit around and like say anything bad. But I mean, that's another thing. Like if there's a brand out there, like I'm sure a lot of different people are listening to this podcast, but if you want to get it into the hands of these people, the way you would go about doing that is like reaching out to the agency and like getting addresses and, and sending it in. And then if they like it, they'll use it and they'll talk about it. I mean, the other thing is we get interviewed a lot by the press. So they're always asking us like what we like, um, what the newest trends are and newest products we love. So we always give shout outs to brands that we love there as well. So for nail techs looking for representation, I know you said ego is a red flag. Are there any other red flags that nail techs should, that you look out for in nail techs? I mean, people should be aware of their reputation. Like it is a small industry. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows everyone. (laughs) And like, I truly don't listen to what people say about other people, but I take it into consideration, but I, I like to make my own, um, assessment of someone because I do think of course you can like have a bad interaction with one person and maybe they interpret it the wrong way or they're jealous or whatever. I don't even know. But so I like to make my own opinions of people, but I'm always aware of like (laughs) the word on the street, I guess you can say, (laughs) you know, and it's funny because like sometimes, you know, it's not true. And other times like the true colors always show. But I think if you're a good person who's passionate about what you're doing and kind and want to uplift other people, you know, the opportunities are really endless, especially when you get into this world. As you know, this podcast is sponsored by Orly, but what you might not know is that Orly Plus is the educational platform made just for professionals that Orly recently launched. On Orly Plus, you can access free on-demand courses to master your skills, and that's available worldwide. If you are based in the U.S. or Canada, 
you also have access to the Orly Plus online shop, where professionals get 50% off retail on all Orly product. And this one is for you, it's a nail thing listeners who are licensed nail professionals. Get 20% off on your first order when you sign up on Orly Plus. Just head on over to orly.plus on your browser, O-R-L-Y dot P-L-U-S, and sign up if you are a licensed nail professional and use the code NAILPOD20, N-A-I-L-P-O-D-2-0, and you'll get 20% off your first order. So you said you do crystal healing. Do you still do that? How did you get into that part? Yeah. So I'll explain the crystal stuff because it is very fascinating and fun. So I've always been into crystals. Neighbors who were witches growing up, and that's where the oh interest God, I love that. <laughs> like, start. I know, especially growing up in a suburb of Philadelphia, like not super common in the early '90s. But yeah, so I've I've always been interested in crystals. Somebody gifted me a crystal, blessed by a shaman when I lived in New York and I would always bring that with me for like important meetings. And if I was feeling stressed, like I just had a nice bond with that. And then when I moved to California, crystals would find me, which was so crazy. I would walk down the street and there would be like a piece of pyrite on the ground, a piece of clear quartz on the ground. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not like that uncommon in California to find crystals on the ground, especially in Santa Monica, <laughs> but like it was just wild. Like I felt it was very, a sign. yeah, it was a sign. Like I was very drawn to them and they were very drawn to me. And I started like meditating with them and like getting more into it and researching and learning about it and using them for, you know, physical ailments and things. So that's how the interest in crystals came to be. So let's rewind a little bit to when I was going to open this nail salon. I had created these protocols for crystal infused manicure and pedicures. And it was really cool. Of course, when I got pulled into the nailing Hollywood world and I started working with celebrities and all that stuff, I realized that opening a salon probably wasn't the path that I was meant to take, but it's funny how things come full circle, which we'll get back to that. But I thought to myself, well, how can I use these beautiful protocols that I created and bring them into people's homes and make them even more special? And I created the crystal healing manicure. And basically what I would do is a chakra assessment of my clients. And then based on their energetic needs, I would make custom blended like oils and tinctures and things to use during their service. And then I would give them an amazing manicure and pedicure using these products. And then I put crystals on their nails. So I started doing that. And then it started just kind of by word of mouth, people were finding out about it. So I had given a manicure um, to one woman who was at an event and then like a beauty editor from Refinery29 noticed her nails and was like, what is going on? And she was like, oh, it's this girl, Maz. She does these crystal healing manicures. So that editor had reached out to me through my website and said she was interested in writing about it. Would I be willing to give her a manicure? So I went, I gave her this manicure. She loved it. She wrote an amazing article on Refinery. And then more people wanted to know about this and get this. And that's kind of how everything started. And that's how my brand came to be. So I was making these products used in this private environment in people's homes, but I would also make these cuticle oils that I would give out to my celebrity clients and on set with crystals inside. And I would just like give them to people. I wasn't selling them or anything. And like people wanted to buy them and like high profile people wanted to buy them. And I'm like, this is kind of crazy that like people really want this. And I remember going on Amazon and buying like white plain boxes. I'm like, well, I gotta <laughs> at least put it in a box if it's going to be for this person, you know? So that's when I thought like, you know what? I think there's a real business opportunity here to create something that's unique and special, but also can be for everyone. CBD was becoming really popular yeah. at that time. Yeah. And I was using CBD lotion on my client's feet. 
um, I couldn't really find a brand that felt elevated. That was really the first product idea that I had was for a foot spray that I could play on my, put a spray on my client's feet for the red carpet, something fast absorbing and non-greasy. Yeah, that's just how the brand started. I like went home one night and I talked to my husband about it. He's like, I think this is great. We started researching so heavily on how to start a business because like we yeah, didn't know how to do zero. it. Yeah. And then before we knew it, we were on a plane to Colorado meeting with formulators. Oh my gosh. And it was so wild. And then we found um, an amazing formulator who we still work with to this day. Um, she's become a very dear friend of mine. Yeah, we launched our brand and on September 15th in 2018. So we're entering our fifth year of business oh and the full circle Survived moment the here. Yeah, we did. I mean, it was really hard. My God, the pandemic was brutal on everyone. But the cool thing about this is that so Mini Lux, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, they're an amazing um, nail salon and nail polish brand, but they approached us to have this crystal healing manicure pedicure service in their salon. So we partner with them. You can now go there and experience a crystal healing manicure pedicure using our oh products. Goodness. We also have a partnership with um, a few other nail salon chains um, throughout the country and we're growing. So it's, it's just really, it's been such an exciting wild ride that, you know, it's funny, like it's more than I ever could have imagined. Just so grateful that I was able to kind of let the universe go because I think in the beginning it probably felt like I was losing control a little bit, but actually surrendering to this bigger plan that the universe had in store ended up being like the biggest blessing. It's really cool. It's insane. And what what a special experience for those crystal healing manicures and um, services. Like yeah. that's so unique. It's really nice. And I think the other thing that's so great too is that the manicurists who are performing these services really connect with me because I am a manicurist and I understand the incredible energy exchange that happens between them and They're their client. They're holding their hands. Yes. The like I always time. say, like you can literally feel people's pulse in their yeah. fingertips. Like it's such an intimate moment and it's such a privilege and honor to be able to take care of people in that way. Um, but also it's really hard on manicurists, especially if you're an empath or you're just sensitive to energies and they really and you appreciate take it home with you too. Yes. You totally take yeah. it home with you physically and emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, the products resonate with them, too, because they feel like it puts their clients at ease. It puts them in a better mood. A lot of people use our clarity mist to, like, clear out bad vibes if they have a weird client. So it's nice to create a product for consumers, but also know that I'm benefiting the manicurists who are using the products as well. Yeah. It's, like, the best of both worlds. That's incredible. Yeah. That's do you have time. an Orly story? I do have an Orly story. So I love Orly. My love for Orly runs very, very deep. My mom used Orly like back in the 80s. And then, you know, I always loved Orly. I think the thing about Orly that's so special is that it's an accessible price point for everyone, but it is like beyond luxury quality, which is so nice. Also, I think that Orly, you know, they put their money where their mouth is when it comes to supporting artists. Like when I started my brand, they partnered with me to do a crystal healing like nail polish set collab, which I thought was so cool oh that they like, yeah. you know what I mean? Put themselves out there for this to like help support an artist who is, you know, growing something. Um, and it was really cool. We launched four different crystal infused nail polish kits. They were so cute. Oh, Lena has have one. one here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I have one of each at home. It's so cute. But yeah, it came in this little bag and then inside we had this really adorable little card where it goes through um, how to infuse the crystals into the polish with an overview of each crystal, a little meditation. And then it came with two different colors, a little mini top coat, and then a little vial of crystals. 
and it was just so cute and so clever yeah so my early story is is that plus you know I lived around the corner from here so I would like come in and harass Elena all the time (laughs) um I traveled you know to New York to do some press for Orly for this and they're just an amazing company all around like good people I love a family-owned business it's very community driven yeah it is it's just so nice So when it comes to trends, is there any nail trends that you would like to see make a comeback? Well, so I'm loving all of the embellishments that are happening right now with nails. Like I will say when I was doing the crystal healing manicure actively, like there wasn't a lot of that 3D nail art happening. So I think for some people, they were like a little put off by the thought of like crystals being attached to their nails. But now it's like very common, especially with, you know, I I was using Builder in a Bottle to attach the crystals to nails. And I know a lot of other brands have launched Builder in a Bottle since then. But yeah, I'm loving that. I'm loving all of the color and the, I just love all the nail trends. You know, I love how things that go out, they always come back in. Like I'm loving the airbrushing right now. Oh my gosh, yes. And how, like, I remember getting nails airbrushed back in the day. And it was different. And yep. now, like, the stuff people are creating, it doesn't even look airbrushed. No. It just looks like yeah. a magical creation. And it's so much faster now, too, than yeah. when we were doing it. <laughs> I know. I'm, like, thinking about getting one just to play around. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that. Oh, have you seen, like, the fidget nails? It's kind of like the 3D with little bumps yes. and stuff. Like, yeah. I love that. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> the texture. Especially, yeah, yeah, especially for, like, pickers. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. The, like, give them something to rub instead of pick. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm huge when it comes to textures too. I feel like it's so unique and it's just not yeah. common. So whenever I see that, I'm like, yes, that is so cool. It's so cool. Like when they used to have that like fuzzy, what was it? Like you would put the polish on and it would be like gritty. Oh yes, stuff. I remember that. Oh, who made that? It was a like specific. Was, was OPI? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. That was that, so like, funny. gritty stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of like texture play back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, Which I was. didn't feel like there, there's a ton of that with the polishes anymore, yeah. you know? There's some amazing stuff happening with nail yeah. polish, like how you can use regular lacquer for, like, magnetic effects and things oh, like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I just saw that somewhere, too. They were like, it's all metallic. You might as well just put a magnet. I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it had to be a specific one that was advertised like oh, that. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I feel like the nail strip game has come a long way. Which is nice. Oh, yeah. I used to love, like, when I was in between manicures, I would get, like, the Sally Hansen nail strips back in the day. And they were great because they were easy to apply. They dried instantly. And they were really fun. But now, like, all the cool brands are coming out. Like, I know Orly just came out with, like, yeah. a space one, yes, right? the NASA ones. They're awesome. They're so cool. I can't wait to try those out. I just got those a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I just had them on the other week. They're so in the quality of those. I haven't tried them yet. Are they amazing? They're really good. I used to make my own nail wraps. Really? So long ago. I feel like it was like when YouTube wasn't really a thing. Okay. I had a YouTube channel and one of the first things that blew up on there was, so I would put paint on the palette, you know, nail polish or whatever. And whenever I would clean it, I would just peel it off. Then I was like, wait a minute. What if I just stick this on my nail? Oh my so then I started doing the designs backwards, and I would like draw with Sharpie on my pet my paint palette. Oh my god! And then I would cover it with nail polish, peel it off, and then put it on my nail. Oh my so god! That was that's like amazing. all my tutorials on on YouTube way back when. Oh they're really god. embarrassing though, and they're horrible designs. I need to look them up, but it's like, <laughs> but like the that's quality so of cool, those are so terrible. Innovative. I was like, oh, I could sell these, and then I put them in a bag, and I was like getting ready to ship it out, and it dried up and it cracked, and I was like, okay, guess what? <laughs> 
funny. Try everything. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I love nail strips. I've tried so many brands, and um, I'm excited to try the Orly ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely the NASA ones. Those so are cute. super cool. Like real pictures from the James Webb telescope. Oh my god, it's so Probably. amazing. So, what do you think is next for you? Oh wow, what a loaded question. <laughs> There's a lot of things um, that are coming up. So. You know, it's funny because having both businesses is so hard because there's just so much going on at all times. And then also being a mother is like yeah, a huge part of it. You know, it's so funny. Somebody, I just saw post something on Instagram the other day of Shonda Rhimes giving a commencement speech. And she was talking about how when you're succeeding in one place, you're failing in another. And that really resonated with me because I do feel like when business stuff is going re- really well, for one, it's usually being held back a little in the other. Or if I'm really busy with like, for example, like I was in LA all day today for meetings and things, which I'm so happy that I get to do what I love for work. But like I left before my baby woke up and I'll be home before he goes to bed. So, you know, I feel like a bad mom today. Um, and that's something I just struggle with. But so what's next for Maz Hannah is I'm very excited. We are expanding our line into, mom friendly products, which was something that I felt like was a huge need when I was pregnant. I had a really hard time using skincare products that were safe for pregnancy and nursing. Um, so we just launched our first product in that collection. It's a, a scrub and it's approved by Adula. It was actually developed with Adula, oh scrutinized every ingredient. We're going to be expanding that line and then also have a mom friendly protocol available for our salon partners and continue to grow that business. So that's what's going on with Maz Hannah. And then for Nailing Hollywood, like I mentioned, we had just, you know, launched a new site that goes into detail a little bit more about all of our offerings and is more friendly for manicurists. So I would love to continue to grow that and, you know, grow our roster and build the relationships that we have with within the nail community and also with our brand partners. A new, very exciting thing that is very recent to launch only the past few weeks is something called the 10 society and it's the elevated nail society. And it's a networking group essentially for manicurists who are dedicated to offering a service that's above and beyond. I really felt like there was a need for that in the nail world, not just like an online community, which I think is awesome, but like real life events where we can meet, come together, hold space, get to know each other. These people that we see on Instagram and interact with and, you know, have this organization where we can just come together and get to know each other. So that's really exciting. We just had a soft launch. Um, I'd say if anyone is interested in being a part of that, you can visit the 10 society.com and enter your email. Um, we'd like to host our first live event probably in May, but yeah, I'm really excited about that. There's so many great things that I want to do with 10 society. And again, the ultimate goal, I know I said this in the beginning is to make the nail industry a safer and more welcoming and lucrative place for everyone and just elevate it. I'm not talking about just elevating it for the lucky ones like us who are in this world, but I'm talking about the people who are working at the salon on the corner. Like there's a lot of shit that needs to be done in this industry. There's a lot of horrible things that happened. The average salary for a manicurist, I think is like $24,000 a year. It's sickening. It's horrible. And like, we need to start somewhere. And I think that the people who are in the industry out here, when I say the industry, I'm talking about this whole celebrity editorial world. Like, we have influence and we have to use that for good because if you're not using it for good, then what good is it? Right? So I would love to really activate that community and see what we can do to help the people who aren't as lucky as we are. And again, it's loaded, loaded story there. And like, maybe we'll talk again in a year, but 
That's the Ten Society. That's incredible. And just the, the passion I can hear in your voice about how you, you truly just want to help elevate the industry. And help it's long people. overdue. Yeah. It happened in, in the hair world. It's time to happen for it to happen in the nail world. And like I said, you have to kind of start at the top and work yeah. your way down. And if you're a manicurist out there listening to this and you want to use your influence for good, hit up 10society.com. It's the 10 society, T-E-N society. To say it is one thing, but you've like clearly done so much. So thank you. I'm sure on behalf of everybody, we can say we appreciate what you've created and what you're doing. It's, it's so kind. It's needed it is needed and who's gonna do it you know it is needed and you know it just like I struggle right I struggle with how lucky I got in this industry I struggle with access to the clients that we have and like it's been bothering me for a long time that like we're not doing more to help the industry who made us like who we are you know so that's why you know I'm I'm glad that you feel like you can sense that in me because I do just feel so passionately about it but I can't do it alone. It's a huge yeah. problem. Yeah. Huge problem. You're stepping in to help out. Like I said, we're in this together. Yeah. Let's fix this problem because we can. And if anybody because can fix can. anything, it's women. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Very true. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on here. Thank you. This was so great. It was really nice chatting with you. You're so wonderful. Thanks for tuning in to It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly. Mass Hannah's journey was so inspiring to hear. She listened to her soul and walked away from an unfulfilling career to merge her two beautiful passions, crystals, and nails. If you're a nail professional looking for representation, check out Nailing Hollywood. It's an incredible agency that truly empowers nail techs and promotes equality in the beauty industry. And don't forget to explore masshanna.com for luxury, high-vibration skincare. Don't forget to follow Orally on all socials and also at Orally Plus on Instagram. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't be shy to leave us a review. A big thank you to Phonogenic Studios for killing it with the audio during this interview. We will be back next week with another episode and another great guest. If you want to suggest somebody we should interview, email us at podcast at orlybeauty.com. 